6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Welcome to America, released today. And that brings up a whole lot of questions about whether or not music that was never released when an artist was alive should be released when they're dead. We know that when a favorite musician passes, it can hit pretty hard. Uh, you know, they provide a soundtrack uh, to your life or a part of your life. And you, and you wonder, you know, was there music left behind and as I said, should it be released? Well, uh, that new album, uh, the new music released today, it's titled Welcome to America from what is known as The Vault. Right now, all of the music in there is being archived in a team deciding what should be released or not. Now, get this. Estimates suggest there is enough music in Prince's Vault to release a Prince album every year for the rest of the millennium. Our next guest was instrumental in starting that vault. Dr. Susan Rogers is an American professor at the Berklee College of Music. She's a sound engineer, a record producer, best known for being Prince's sound engineer during his commercial peak, including albums like Purple Rain and Sign of the Times. Susan, welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalyn. It's nice to be here. It's nice to talk with you again. And uh, we're going province-wide today, 630 Chet in Edmonton, the drive in Calgary on the Chorus Radio Network. So I'm thrilled to talk with you. This vault, this vault, what can you tell us about it? Well, to understand the vault, you kind of have to understand that if Prince was awake, he wanted to have a musical instrument in his hand and be playing. And if he was playing, he wanted to be recording. So you can imagine just about every day of his life, he was recording something, for better or worse. (laughs) So the vault quickly overran its bounds, and uh, they, they, they couldn't get the door closed at some point. Tapes were just spilling out everywhere. So it was a, it's a massive, massive archive of material that he left behind. Susan, from what I've been reading, I understand that you were instrumental in, in starting that with, with recording and, and keeping these, um, these audio projects. What was it that, that said to you, we, we need to make sure that we hold on to this? Oh, I wasn't thinking so much of preservation, uh, <laughs> but I was too young. Uh, I had just started my job, and he would ask me, can you bring up this tape or bring up that tape? And I didn't know where these things were. I was at my new job, and there was no one to tell me. So uh, for practical matters, it made sense to start gathering everything in one place and then have it all cataloged so that if he asked me for anything, any time, day or night, I would know right where to go to get it. That became the vault as Paisley Park Studios was designed and built, we, we designed a, a vault for down in the basement to hold all of his tapes. Um, little did we know that all of his tapes would fill that up by the early 90s. Yeah, and I saw, you know, the 60 Minutes had a little uh, documentary on last week uh, about it, and then the, the vault the password was forgotten, and another room started to fill up and fill up. It was really something else. Now, you've worked with so many other artists, you know, some of the who's who's out there, um, you know, and, and they are putting out music uh, all the time as well. Have you ever known anyone to be as prolific 
um, when it comes to music and have had these big unheard of catalogs as, as Prince did? Not to the extent that Prince did. Uh, he truly, truly is exceptional. I've known one or two other people who were very, very prolific, but they weren't the work wasn't consistently as good. He's, uh, Prince was exceptional for being as prolific as he was and being of a consistently high caliber for years at a stretch. That is almost, um, as far as I know, that's unprecedented. Welcome to America was recorded, the new album that came out today, the new old album, I guess, that came out today was recorded in 2010, but it sounds like it was written for now. Someone someone said it sounds like a sign of these times. Uh, you know, I've, I've listened to the album and it's tackling many of the issues that we're facing in this uh, country, in, in North America, around the world. Was he always ahead of his time? He was rather prescient, especially when you look at things that he uh, originated and you look at them um, over the over time in the rearview mirror. He was um, he had a very high native intelligence and um, he was a really keen judge of people and human relationships for someone who was so shy and who um, kind of kept to himself a lot. He was good at reading the handwriting on the wall and kind of seeing what people wanted, what they desired and what the, what their actions would probably lead to if they kept going in that direction. So that enabled him, I think, to write songs of the time. So he had his finger, if not on the pulse, at least close to the pulse. Dr. Susan Rogers, as I mentioned, an American professor at the Berklee College of Music, a sound engineer, a record producer, worked with Prince. Um, you know, some of his, his biggest commercial successes, I mentioned Purple Rain being one of them, Prince's new album out today, and it's called Welcome to America, written... Uh, 11 years ago, recorded uh, 11 years ago. Uh, Susan, it, it leads me to this question. And, and, and it's one that I think that a lot of people are chewing on, not just with um, Prince's archive, but with any artist who has passed and has left recordings behind. Should music that the artist didn't release when they were alive, should it be released when they are dead. If they didn't put it out then, why should, should someone else now make that decision? That's a great question. And there are moral or ethical implications. After Prince passed away, I thought about it and I went to others and I asked them their opinions. I've looked at this from a number of angles and I've ultimately decided that I think when an artist passes away, um, they are no longer in charge of their own legacy. They're not here to control it. They control it while they're alive. But after they, they pass away, then their legacy becomes something else. It becomes a historical record, and it um, becomes important for other reasons, not for their career, but for things like, like history and uh, music scholars and next generations of fans. So to consider that an artist's creativity or their creative life, their output, should end when they do, hmm. I think is taking a view that um, deprives us, potentially, of understanding them a little bit better. Now, would Prince want to be understood in this way? The reason I, I think that he would is because everything we did when I was with him, this is in the mid-80s, he was proud of. <laughs> if he 
weren't proud of it, and there's only one instance where this happened, he would erase the tape, and that was with a, a song called Wally that he erased immediately after we finished the last overdub. Prince put things in the vault intending to maybe someday use them, but because they went in the vault, it didn't mean he wasn't proud of them. And wasn't willing to share them with others if the day came. So my hunch tells me that he would be very proud to have these wonderful things released. He he put a lot of effort and care into his work. He, he was not flippant when it came to his work. So my gut instinct tells me this is what he would have wanted. Dr. Susan Rogers joining us this afternoon. Always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for taking the time to join us this afternoon. Oh, thank you for asking me these questions, and I hope you have a lovely weekend. You as well. Dr. Susan Rogers joining us this afternoon, Prince's former sound engineer, one of, or the person behind The Vault, where that album came out today.